1: Welcome to another episode of Encouraged Mindset today. I'm going to welcome Brock onto the show. Brock, why don't you dive in a little bit about your story?
2: All right. I appreciate you getting me on here. Not too many people ask me to be on podcasts, so this is new for me. But absolutely. So my brother and I, about two and a half years ago, started a company called Frost Buddy. So kind of a, at this point, it's an insulated drinkware brand, but we started off with a slim can cooler. So just for White Claws, Truly's, and just like that. And you know we quickly pivoted out of that when a normal can would not fit in that slim can cooler and we were like that aha moment we just mash these all together and we get something that fits everything so you know competitors were selling one of each and we're like what if we can just sell one for all and so that's pretty much what we did we went back to the drawing board went back to our supplier and we're like hey we have this idea this design once we launched that one is when you know we really saw some traction we sold i think Our first 3,000 units in like three weeks just with a simple Facebook video that I shot of some friends at the lake and I did not know what I was doing let me just be very clear so that was kind of our I guess what you call market proof you know we've been just running with it since since then really listening to customers they they told us if it fit cup holders or 16 ounce cans that then they'd really be sold you know the first one didn't so we came out with a 2.0 version that did that thing and Once we launched that in May of 21, I think is when really things started to take off. We had learned a lot more about the business and just about advertising and e-commerce in general. And, you know, we kind of just have kept going with it from there and scaling it up and just
1: trying to, uh, yeah, figure out everything that goes with e-commerce because it's, it can be a beast. Yeah, for sure. So you're kind of young, you're around my age too, the 20s um, and so when it comes to starting a business, I guess, like most of the people out there in the world expect young people to try things and fail. And I think that's just a big part of life is attempting things and failing, but most importantly, learning. So what are some things you've kind of learned from starting Frost, buddy? I would
2: say before that, I probably learned more from the three or four businesses that, that didn't work. So I think that's a very accurate thing, you know, when people say that know young people you should try, fail. That's kind of how I always approached it was like, you know, you try things, it doesn't work out, but you learn a lot. So I figured out that like, hey, I was still in school, I was in college. So I needed something that I could do from a laptop, like from anywhere in the world. And so that was the starting grounds. And once I had that business model, then you can look at ideas differently in my opinion. Like I tried something in like the food space and I was like I, I don't have the resources, time to do that. And so when Frostbuddy's idea came about was something that I was like, okay, I can get a supplier overseas, I can ship it to a fulfillment center that can fulfill it for me, and I can create a website and basically run ads to that website. Very simple simplified version, but that was kind of the basis of that. I would not have known that I wanted that type of business and that I could scale that type of business had I not failed on like three or four others that were online. But They were more retail oriented or service-based and i was like i don't know how to scale these so that led me to frost buddy and i think it led us to be able to scale it as fast as we have then that's when you know in frost buddy there's i could dive into a ton of things that i've learned from i think the main things are just really you know at scale those tiny little numbers become very large numbers so the, so paying attention understanding every tiny number that goes into the equation to make sure that profit is first and foremost not top line and i think this year is probably going to help even that out like it used to be like uh no one cared about the profit as much cuz like people were throwing money at businesses but now i think it's becoming more important again so you know that's definitely very very big thing that we learned i think people learning how to manage people learning how to deal with The headaches and overhead that might happen, and just dealing with people in general, because at the end of the day, like people are what scales a business. Those are
1: two things that I guess I could give to everyone. Yeah, thank you for answering that. So, how do you get to this level of believing in yourself that you can do this, you can scale this business? I,
2: I don't think I've ever had a huge problem. I guess in that area, I I think that's a lot of people's, you know, initial barrier, right? Is like can I do this? Like, am I the right person? But like, I've always been one that like, I don't know if that's just from family instilling that in me, but like, you know, I see someone else do it. I'm like, Oh, well, there's no reason that I can't do it because like at the end of the day, we all have the same amount of time. We're all human. We have the same skill sets that we can either a learn or go find people that know it. And so I saw people that were doing it and I was like, Oh, like surely we can do that. Right. I will just jump in two feet off the cliff and just go for it, figure things out as we go. I think the most challenging part to younger people or people that want to start or even a year in right is the first year is the hardest because that's when everyone's going to tell you the idea is stupid or oh like that's a that's a weird thing i I doubt that works or like that's where you're going to get all the negativity from even family and friends right that's probably where you get most of it and so not letting that creep in because over time like people say what they want but like when you keep hearing it over and over again it does start to you start to believe it or you start to feel that. And so like keeping yourself on that path and that optimism of like, no, like I can make it work. That's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I've had my fair share of some family members and some people I know be like, what <laughs> yeah. the heck are you doing with the podcast? Like, come on, this is crazy. Exactly.
2: Yeah, podcast prime example. Like, yeah, I think my podcast
1: started at like five viewers and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 really. <laughs> and especially when you get that first person to reach out and be like, hey, man, that was a great episode. You're just like, cool, I'm going to keep producing them. Awesome.
2: Exactly. Like, yeah, you will get that. Like, you'll get that credibility from people and you'll get some people that do support and you just got to take those and take the small lens.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've been seeing that all over on LinkedIn. You created this Facebook channel a little bit if you want to talk about that, where all of these people that love your product will share information. That's crazy awesome.
2: Yeah, so the Facebook group, and a lot more people have been asking about this. And I, it was one of those that I didn't really think it would be that crazy. I thought other businesses had it. And so I actually saw a couple other businesses that had Facebook groups. I didn't know what it was. I I'm not in one. I've I don't get on Facebook. Heck, I think I had it deleted for the first, like for all of last year, I didn't even have the app. We got to a point where like customer retention is everything, customer loyalty and like, how can we foster that? We have email marketing, we have SMS marketing and. I was just like I want to be even closer cuz like we're a very personal like founder brand like I'm the face of the brand and so I like to be very personal and I like the brand to be a larger representation of like who we are where we come from small town faith filled you know just genuine people and so that's where the Facebook idea came about we're like let's just start a group see if people join and so obviously I'm not going to go into it without plan a little bit so I was like we'll send an email out to our list. And it's like 300,000 subscribers at this point. So we'll like, we'll send an email and we'll send an SMS message to people that gives them a one-time 15% off to join and see what happens. And, you know, kind of the whole thing was like, oh, you have access to me. You have the ability to vote on new products. You have the first glance and even first like dibs at new products. If we launch them, I launch them first to the group. And so it was kind of given that incentive to join as well. I think day one, we had 2,500 people join. And it was like, oh, okay, this is this is something. And like the thing is, usually people are like, oh, what do you post at the beginning? Well, yeah, like I I tried to really post a lot at the beginning, like you know, just literally if I'm holding it at anywhere, just post it. Be like, oh, like using my frost buddy, loving my frost buddy. And then it just took off. Like people post, there's like 50 posts a day of just people, just at their job or at home, like just they'll just post a frost buddy and be like, oh, how awesome is this? Or they'll talk to each other and like i think i've literally made like best friends in the group from like they're just frost buddy fam and we eventually put it into our flows and now it's kind of an automated thing that every person that buys they'll eventually get an email that's like hey we appreciate you being a loyal customer if you want even further like join our vip group and so we've really just done it that way now we're up to i think 14 and a half thousand people in the group and like I've had, I have a lot of like software companies that I work with that are in the group. Like, and they're like, dude, your group is more active than anyone I've ever seen. They're like, it, it is a cool and it is, it, it is, it is insane. Like they will help me with anything. So it's pretty yeah, cool. I, w- I awesome. always tell everyone, like definitely start a group. Like if I could have started right at the beginning, we'd probably be at like 30,000 people.
1: That's crazy. That's awesome. Great story. And just seeing how it went from an idea to testing it, trying it. and Now it's just going kind of crazy off the walls. It's awesome to hear. So back to this thing about you creating these businesses during college. This is kind of why I want to dive into your mindset a little bit. Do you think where you went to school made an impact on everything? College is a tough one.
2: And I, I do have a stance on this because I, I think for entrepreneurs, college in a, in terms of academics is pointless. I don't think it helps. I and I I am twofold on this answer because while I don't think the academics help, none of my classes helped. I had a lot of very like arrogant professors that you know worked for large corporations, but they didn't start anything, but they thought they, you know, you would have thought they started it. And so like it always turned me off because I was like, okay, you're pushing your this arrogance onto students who are just here trying to literally learn and further ourselves in a career one day. And you're just really telling us how great you are, but you didn't actually start anything. Like, and so that always irritated the heck out of me. So I don't think the academics are there, but the networking, I think, makes college worth it. So I went to Indiana University in Bloomington and the Kelly School of Business. I was in the business school, which is a very like top-ranked business school. And so what you get with a top-ranked business school, more than anything, in my opinion, is some of the professors do have amazing connections and they're amazing people and they want to help the kids at all costs. Some professors, heck, some of them saved FrostBuddy, like literally. And, you know, others have helped connect me with people that you could never dream. Of. Like I have talked to the ex-CEO of Snapple because of IU. I literally talked to Ben Higgins from The Bachelor just because I went to IU and he went to IU. And I emailed back and forth with Mark Cuban just because I was an athlete at IU and I knew that he would respect that. Using that alumni base is, I think, probably more valuable than than people give it credit for. Like, people like to talk about, oh, it's not worth it for entrepreneurs. Yes, from an academic standpoint, I, I could see that. But from a, you have that base forever and like school pride, I do think it's worth it. And like, I would go back because.
1: Yeah, I it's agree. Fun. I fun. agree.
2: Like Yeah, like, I need time. You know, and you do mature. Like right, you mature as a person, whereas I think if you don't go, like I don't know, for me it was getting away from home. It was getting out on my own and to try and start doing things on my own. And so, you know, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of growth that does happen, even if you're not, you know, there. But like, you know, two of my best friends now that went that I met at IU both work for investment
1: banks and help companies exit. So like you just never know who you're gonna meet, right? I agree with you. I think the networking side of things in college is crazy, crazy good. Obviously, you went to a D1 school. I went to a D3. So um, your professors, I would say they're probably a little bit different. And obviously, the school I went to is Wisconsin-based, so a little bit more different as well. But I would say the networking, the ability to attend some events and like just the people that you meet that also went to my school, it's like, wow that's actually pretty impressive like can't believe that guy went here or that girl went here that's awesome so i agree
2: you do see that a lot especially on linkedin like i love the education part that you're like oh my god like i found out the dr squatch founder went to iu i was like no freaking way yeah (laughs) i was like what
1: yeah i found out the vice president at espn went to (laughs) Claire where i went to school and i'm like dude no way exactly that's crazy and
2: And it's just said like forever. It no matter if Frostbuddy flops or if it gets huge and we do sell one day, like no matter what, like if I do make it, I guess if someone were to come to me and like say they were an IU kid, like I'm sorry, I just have the soft spot
1: because it's just there. I don't know. So are you, um, are you gonna one day create more businesses or is that the plan or stick with this one? Kind of what's your thoughts on that?
2: I would, that's a tough question, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
1: For entrepreneurs, uh, it always Yeah,
2: it is. It is tough because, yeah, you become one because you're probably a creative person that likes to do other things. I would say I will, this would not be the last one. I think the goal would be to create something here big enough to where if I do other things, it's much less, maybe less stressful, much less back against the wall. Like I'm all in, all the chips are here, like to have chips that are already in the thing. <laughs> Um, would would be probably better so that you can just kind of do you know either a help other people other businesses as like an investor or a partner to help them yeah I'm sure I'll get some crazy idea that I'm like yeah you know I got to do this so for sure I always tell me and my buddy always talk and we're like next company or sure some sort of subscription or software because those guys always kill us and (laughs) and I know how much money they're making yeah but that's like That's like always, I'll get one
1: idea. I'll be like, yep, I'm doing the software. (laughs) (laughs) So diving into kind of getting to know your mind a little bit. So when it comes to goal setting, obviously entrepreneurs have to be really detail oriented and make sure they're following through on goals and making sure they're doing the best to achieve what they want. So there's kind of your take on goal setting.
2: I'm probably, I'm not like the best. i Goal setting per se, very process goal type of guy. Like, I'm not going to set these huge like, oh, I want Frostbuddy to hit 400 million dollars in sales a year. Like, because, because to me, like that's so far in advance, and so many steps need to be taken to hit that. That like, no. But what I can control is, oh, for the next four months or five months, we need to do this every single day, or we need to do this to work towards this initial goal. This initial step, and make sure that I'm doing that process every day to get there. I try to break everything down in terms of a process, more or less, and go, okay, daily, what am I doing? That's then going to further me. And I think that's probably something that track at IU helped with. Was like, I came in as literally a walk-on, and so I was like, okay, if I'm going to win the Big Ten or be a nationally ranked pole vaulter, like, how how do I get there? How do I bridge that gap? And that was something my strength coach really helped with. Was like, hey. What we can't control is a lot of things, but what we can control is every single day. If I do this and this and this, and I get 1% better every day, like it does add up and it's the same exact principle in business. So, you know, whether it is fitness or just my life in general or business, like it is always like, yes, having that goal in mind, but how can we break it
1: down on a daily level? I saw on LinkedIn, you've been doing the 75 hard challenge. So, how's that been going? Literally
2: perfect. Like, that's the prime example, right? Like, I got to do those six things every day. So, I do those every day, no matter what. And it's tough. I mean, like, yesterday we went skiing. So, we're skiing all day, but I still have to get in a gallon of water and read my 10 pages and get in my second workout and take the progress picture. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I think the hardest thing is making the decision to do it. Like, I genuinely don't think that being disciplined and doing things daily is that difficult but i think as long as like i'm the type of guy if i just tell myself that hey like this is a non-negotiable you're doing it every day like i'll do it every day even if i have to do my walk like outside workout at like 1 a.m i literally did that the other night and it was like four degrees so like it's just about do it doing it Just do, literally just do it like so many people plan and like strategize and do all this crap and it's like No, you literally just have to start
1: going. And once you Mm -hmm. do that, you're already ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I've been reading this book called Shoe Dog. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's the creator of Nike. It's a great book. And you kind of just hit on one of his quotes. He's like, just keep going. Don't stop. (laughs) Don't even think about it. Just keep going. Literally, Don't Don't give much thought to where you are. Just don't stop. Keep going. So it's like. It's crazy. Oh, God. That's what I was thinking about when you just said that. So
2: That's so true. Yeah, it's like, do not think about it. (laughs) Because if you (laughs) think about where you're at, you're like, oh, God,
1: I'm not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you kind of hold yourself accountable on the days you feel like, I don't know, does procrastination or like just wanting to have a lazy day ever set in your mind? You're like, oh, I just want to sit down and watch some Sunday football. Like, how do you be like, no, I got to do this. Like, how do you hold yourself accountable?
2: Oh, God. I do love to watch Sunday football. (laughs) Who does not Yeah. I love to just feel every Saturday and Sunday when it was college football season. I'm like, Oh my God, I might do nothing on Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. Like I, I don't, I can talk about like the hustle grind culture, but I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, cause at the end of the day, if you do that for three months and then you burn out and you're like, I'm so sick of this crap. Like, I had one coach that always talked about like, don't let today ruin tomorrow. And I think it's a very valid point. Like if you let, if you work so hard today that tomorrow you're just brain dead or physically dead, like you just can't even do anything. Like it's not worth it. So I still will watch football, but we'll know, you know, me and my brother will know that like, Hey, we got to work out at four o'clock. If there's a game on, like we have a TV down here. So we're like, we'll have the game on, but we're not going to be in tune to it. So I don't know. It's just kind of like, like workouts are always non-negotiable. Like we're going to do it no matter what in frost buddy terms. Like some days I won't do as much. Like some days I'm just like, man, I just cannot do it. And that's okay. Like it's, it's fine because tomorrow the work's still there. And for the next thousand days, it's probably still
1: there. So like, you know, there's no timetable. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying there. So, um, is there anything else you kind of want to share today on Encourage Mindset at all? When I, when I post and when I talk about things,
2: I try to talk to people that are maybe where I was two and a half years ago, like haven't started or maybe failed on something, don't know where to start. Just always going for it, right? And always thinking big. Like The second you stop thinking about how you can continue to get bigger and how you continue to grow, you literally start falling back. Um, and that's not just business. like That could be fitness. That could be light. like, there's no such thing as maintenance, in my opinion just remembering that as you get deeper into, you know, the real world, I guess, um, you know, to keep thinking big and to keep, you know, putting yourself out there and getting in those risky positions or uncomfortable positions, because that's where you ultimately grow. Right. Um, you know, just, you know, know that you're human, like everyone else has done it and other people do it. We get the same time. We have the same mind. There is never a point where you should look at someone and be like, I can't do that. Unless it's like LeBron playing basketball. You can't do that. Like, I can't do that. But, like, if it's in business, like, odds are you can find a way. But, yeah, physical attribute. <laughs> there's just some things I can't do, right? Because otherwise yes, I would be playing right. the NBA. Probably way more fun.
1: Yeah, or you'd <laughs> be a Olympic track yeah. athlete.
2: <laughs> I don't know. They still don't make that much money. I'd probably pick the NBA.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I actually am not a huge MLB fan, but I think I would take the MLB based on pay. That's fair. That's
2: fair. And longevity, right? Yes. Like,
1: yeah. That's you fair. can be you be can be you can be playing so like, well, Tom Brady's an exception. But, He's an exception. Yeah. I'm not playing like, football.
2: I'm not gonna get because I I played that for four years and I wasn't like I don't need to.
1: I don't know how those guys even get up in the morning. Yeah, especially after some of those hits, it's like, man, how do you even want to get up in the cold? Like Aaron Rodgers gets rocked. It's like, holy cow, man, how do you want (laughs) to get up and throw the ball anymore?
2: Oh my God, it's so true.
1: (laughs) I could sit here and talk football and sports all day with you, but thank you for sharing motivation. I really appreciate having you on, gotten to learn some wisdom from an entrepreneur because I mean, my goal is to hope in the next couple months I can start a business. So this is great to... Great for me to learn.
2: Hey, I'm glad I could help. You know, if I can I always say if I can help one person, like it's literally all that matters. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm gonna be faith filled and God'll let things fall where they be. So I think helping people is definitely like what we're here for. So absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. And yeah, if you start a business, you have any questions, just let me know.
0: Every day until your dream's coming true, yeah Grinding every day until your dream's coming true, yeah Grinding every day until your dream's coming true Wanna make it happen? Well it all starts with you Start with flipping the mentality Making visions reality Screw all the practicality Wasn't meant for normality Time to unlike the beast So bring out all of your savagery All in every day, how it has to be